1: some reason That's when I went to the movie and um they were like um, all really expensive and so we did all of the math and each one of the little pieces of chocolate cost 10 cents a piece Ugh.
2: Tassie's a little upset about her her chocolates
1: Tassie's trying to save up for a bike <laughs> every penny counts <laughs> Every single penny counts.
2: You can't spend 10 cents per piece of chocolate to save up for a bike. That's for sure.
1: So we all know Tassie, you know, a part of my
2: world. What? Right? She just left. She just left the room. I just have
1: to tell you, though, I have had this chocolate and I I still have pieces. Like I am rationing it out.
2: Wow. Th- yeah,
1: because it was a pretty expensive purchase.
2: Wow. Yeah, but. that was several days ago, yeah. and you still have <laughs> chocolate left. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you ready to shoe a dough? I'm ready to a dough. we got a lot a to dough. talk about. We might as well get right into it.
1: Yeah, welcome to Sift Pop. This is a pop culture segment that is from the Critic, the Geek, and the Girl, hosted by us. The critic is Aaron Dicer. That's me. Legit movie critic. So you say. The geek today, we are joined by the amazing Josh. Hello, darling.
3: What's up? I ate a monkey.
1: (laughs) And the girl (laughs) is myself.
3: I I just went right over. Say it again. The girl is who?
1: The girl is myself. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I don't think there's any confusion about who the girl
3: is. (laughs) But well, I feel bad about talking over you.
1: Ah, yeah. Oh, I and see it's how It's right. Today's going to be really exciting. We're reviewing uh, Ant-Man, the new Marvel movie that just came out. Yeah. Uh, we went to go see it last night. Josh, when did you see it?
2: Last night. Yeah? As well. So this is uh, Marvel's latest movie. Uh, another chance for them to kind of go into a world where a lot of people haven't gone. They did this with Guardians last year, right, where it's part of their properties where – not a lot of people have the knowledge and experience with it, and so it's kind of an introduction in many ways to people to this superhero, who in this case, uh, we get the kind of double origin story. <laughs> we get an origin story of the actual Ant Man and then yeah. another origin story of the new Ant Man, kind of both at the same time. And it's kind of their way of making it younger and, you know, keeping that legacy that it has with it. Uh, and of course, Paul Rudd stars as Ant Man and he's got a lot of other famous faces around him. But what did you guys think? Josh, let's start with you. What was your overall feeling on this one?
1: Non spoiler. Uh, yeah, we're doing no, non no spoilers. We'll, we'll
2: do spoilers. No. Afterwards, by the way, if you want to hear the spoilers, uh, you need to subscribe to the podcast. They will not be on the live show. They'll be in the Sift Pop podcast feed.
1: Because that's just rude, okay? <laughs> that's just rude. So what do you think, Josh?
3: Um, I liked it, I, I, but I was, I was back and forth for the first half hour. I didn't know if I liked it or not for the first half an hour. I would see something I loved and then see something that I was not happy with uh, back and forth. But uh, but then eventually it just got me.
2: How much of that stuff do you think, as we talk about this, you'll be able to talk about in the non-spoiler section? Do you think we could maybe give some specifics as we we kind of go through, zoom in a little I, bit? I think we can be non-specific with our specifics. Yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so you're mixed,
1: asking a lot, Aaron.
2: Mixed feelings from Josh. What about the girl? No uh, no no, but I liked it. Mixed feelings in the beginning, but it won ah, me over. Okay, it won you got over. It. Nice.
1: I freaking loved this movie yeah i love this movie so much
2: yeah Yeah. so so like exuberant nothing to see here bad just had a great time i have
1: a really hard time ranking things as Mm -hmm. we know from previous podcasts Sure, not my forte but right now it's sitting at number one
2: (laughs) wow like number one movie of all time
1: no, I can't do that. Oh,
2: okay, all right. Just, Just the, for the summer.
1: The yeah, the ones I've seen recently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the number one movie I've seen in the last twenty four hours. No, I would
1: maybe maybe I could keep it in the Marvel universe. Like right now, it's my number one.
2: You told me that earlier today, and that that kind of blew my mind. It is your favorite Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, it might be. Like I mean, I, I
2: think original... about garden.
1: I think about Gardens of the Galaxy because that's the other one I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But I think I like this one. I think I like this one more.
2: I think you need to revisit the original Iron Man. Great yeah. movie. Well, let's
1: just—I <laughs> will be honest with you. Iron Man and hit like my adoration of Iron Man mm-hmm. kind of being replaced by Ant Man.
2: Uh oh.
1: So I don't know. I really loved it. What did you think?
2: Uh, I had a great time. I don't—I don't remember going back and forth with my mixed feelings like you did, uh, Josh, at the beginning. I remember early on feeling like, uh oh, a couple places, just like you know, is this where we're going with this? But yeah. probably about 20, 30 minutes in, I just gave in and just loved it. I just had a great time with the rest I don't of it. do remember
1: and... what was going on in the first half hour that wasn't – but we can get into that later. Well, let's start there. <laughs> let's go ahead okay. and start
2: there. We kind of have our general feelings out there. Josh, go sure. ahead and be specifically nonspecific. What about that first <laughs> you know, few, well, few moments? Well, um, so – the, the the
3: parts that I was loving and and not sure if I loved were kind of the same thing. I like. I here's the deal. They they went into this movie, like you said, it's an origin story, so they were clearly trying to make it so that we're not bored with another origin story. So it felt. So the, the things I liked about it was they were they were making that effort, and I didn't feel like it was an origin story of Ant Man. I feel like. Were kind of with Paul Rudd's character of Ant Man dropped into the story, already in progress. So I did It didn't feel like an origin so much. It felt like we were dropped into a story that was already happening, which I liked. I right do. But it, but the beginning felt a lot like um, a montage sequence to me. The way that they were just jumping through information, trying to get through the story, almost like well, we know we have to say this, 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 that, that, so we can get to the fun part. Yeah. And it wasn't bad, but it did. It felt really. Um,
2: segmented, like, and here's this and this and this and this, and now let's tell the story. That is exactly the experience I had, that segmented experience and not only that, but there were a few moments where the tone almost felt segmented. Like, there were a few moments where it wanted to be a little more serious than I thought it was going to be, and then it was over the top hilarious. I think it found its tone, and maybe I was finding its tone. You know, maybe it was me kind of relaxing into that environment and finding what kind of comedy it wanted to be.
3: I, I wondered if it was the, the, the fact that you know director got replaced you know you know after it was already moving so to speak i don't think they were i don't know if they're shooting yet but it was already in progress whenever uh, my boy had to leave the project edgar wright edgar wright man yeah. i love that guy he can, and, and i think that's part of the reason i still love the movie is because his writing was still all over it even if his directing wasn't
2: sorry so no i I wanted to get into that. I'm not sure how Danae, how familiar you are with that part of the story of this movie. It was originally set to be directed by Edgar Wright, who's done a, a lot of really fun interesting genre type movies he's got a, really, he's a
3: he's he's a great like comedy sci-fi
2: yeah like like he mixes those really well. I mean he did
3: the The Shot of the Dead and of course um the um at World's End, which was one of his most recent but he also did like Scott pilgrim and um, so do you
1: think that's part of why? Um, you know something you're probably going to notice about our talking about Ant Man is uh, I thought it was hilarious. Like this is probably the most I've laughed inside of a movie in a while. Mm. Um, do you think that's part of the director's influence, or is that just the writing, or both? I don't know how that works. Well,
2: he also wrote it, so oh. so yes, it is it is his fingerprints on it. However, I
1: loved the humor. Yeah.
2: I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I, I it did is too. so
1: smart. It is smart, smart humor.
2: And I think this movie more than any other Marvel movie is an out and out comedy. Am I wrong about that? I mean it just felt like they were really going e- event- for the belly laughs. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Like you I- said, that
3: was that first act was was like like what are we what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. But then it got there. Yeah.
1: But you're right. Maybe, you know, there's a part of this where anytime I go into a Marvel movie, I know that there's so much more of this universe that I don't understand. And I felt like at the beginning, you know, you're seeing some things. And again, we're not going to be doing any specific spoilers. But the very first kind of opening sequence, you're you you're like, oh, we're tying into things because, oh, yeah, we're a part of this universe. Oh, yeah. These are the people that are involved in the storyline. I wonder how all these familiar faces and names are going to play into you know this movie cuz i don't know any of ant-man's lore i have no idea about like what is is ahead so i can see what you're saying about like the first part kind of feeling like it's a little disjointed from the rest
2: but th- and the in the the level of difficulty is is up there as well when you have so much information to download to an audience so quickly so you can get to the part of the movie that they came for, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. you There's this interesting thing where you understand as a storyteller, at least you should, that you do have you do have to have your audience invested in the characters and the story and those kind of things. But a lot of times your audience doesn't necessarily get that. They just want to, you know, come see a great movie. They don't yeah. realize necessarily the pieces that go into yeah. it. And so you've got this tricky thing where you've got to give them what they need so they can have what they want, you know. And yeah. no, I thought the movie did it all right. I thought it I thought it, you know, it handled that pretty well. You mentioned, Danae, the you know all the different references and different characters in the Marvel universe. This is something that becomes more and more a topic the more Marvel movies I see, uh, the yeah. expanded universe and how it plays in. How did you feel that this movie did again, specifically, non specifically, uh, with tying in those characters? You know, you don't have to mention necessarily the certain ones, but just those moments because there were a lot of them in this movie.
1: I liked the tie-ins personally. Um, I was in a really vocal theater. And so any time, and you could tell they're hardcore ma- Marvel fans, and that's always fun when you're watching a movie with people who are really passionate about what they're watching. Um, sure. So any time that they would see something, uh, whether I knew it was tied into the universe or not, whether it was on the nose, you're seeing a character you know or not, there was a reaction in the audience, and that was really fun for me. So I thought they did a really good job, because it wasn't too much, like, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't need other characters that we've seen, maybe in Avengers or any of these other Marvel worlds to carry this film. And that's maybe what we were wondering at the very beginning, like, are these new people going to be able to carry this, you know, story? Is it going to be able to match up against the other things we've seen? And I thought they did a great job with, you know, letting the new stories, the new characters really take central stage enough that it was, you know, their movie and not somebody else. What do you think, Josh?
3: Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Any any of the like fun little cameos and stuff like that weren't really um, wh- whatever part of the story they were carrying. You didn't need to know the backstory of why they were carrying that part of the story. Right. Meaning, meaning they fit in this movie fine. Everything was in the fit in this movie, even if it was you know uh, a, a predecessor in a different movie. Uh, there's probably a better way to say that, but I agree.
2: Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the keys, right, is that you can play to these winks and these nods as long as you're not relying on them for somebody to enjoy the film. You know? I didn't so, think yeah. that
1: they relied on a lot that I've seen before in Marvel at right. all. I feel like this one really broke the mold, which is fun to see. I thought the pacing was different and the way that they told the story was a little bit different. I don't know. I was really, really excited about this it also
2: album. It, it also made me think of Guardians of the Galaxy, which has the freedom not to be involved in the Marvel Universe really at all. And if you watch that movie, there aren't a lot of those tie-ins. Right, yeah. That's Because good. he went off to space before all the big events happened in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. he's unaware of all that stuff. Now, and, that's going to change, I think, down the road. But I find that interesting. Because
1: this one is in the same kind of timeline, too. Right. Well, well, they
2: reference, yeah, yes. they reference the events of the Avengers, yeah.
3: like the last movie yep. as mm-hmm. recent events, which I, you know, which was lovely. It See, was lovely. that's
1: another thing I like about the movie is that it's kind of like it's something that we're relating to because we're in this world too. It's something we're experiencing as well. So. The references that these people make throughout the film, even though most of it is about what's going on in their lives and, you know, what's happening in the story development, there's also some really clever and really valuable mentions to pop culture and things like that that people found really funny. Um, Again, not going to give anything away because I definitely don't want anybody to go into this with a idea and we have the freedom to to talk
2: about that stuff you know (laughs) in the the spoiler section yeah Yeah, we're gonna get crunk with the
3: spoilers
1: oh man (laughs) i cannot wait i cannot wait hey if you're in the chat and uh you have any questions or you have any questions about like maybe ant-man or you want us to answer something specific or if you have your own thoughts maybe you've seen the movie feel free to comment in there and we will see your chat thanks so much for joining us
2: yeah good to see monstrix in the chat and uh, austin's in there as well so good to see you guys
1: i wanted to talk a little bit i did see this movie in 3d and um imax 3d i thought it was a great ride too yeah they did a good job i wonder how it's going to come across like you know in like a flat film (laughs) i'll call it flat uh but i really thought this movie was visually stunning i'm really curious what you guys thought about it because you're you know
2: did you think any of the 3d was gimmicky for
1: sure. Okay. It reminded me of the scene in Aladdin whenever they're they're on the carpet and they're like going they're trying to get out of the cave of wonders you know <laughs> and clearly that one is made for that thrill ride mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah yeah we do kind of have that I mean this movie I was having so many nostalgic experiences I was thinking about Aladdin's carpet ride and I was thinking about Honey I Shrunk the Kids. of course and <laughs> yeah. I loved those like Hon-
2: Honey I Shrunk the superhero oh
3: man Honey I Shrunk the superhero uh, uh, um. Uh, a Fantastic Voyage. Yes. Yeah, for
2: sure. Yeah.
1: And I've got to tell you, it's really fun to see that shrinking element, like what would the world be like if you were tiny, brought into where we're at right now because CG is so fun.
2: Okay, so you've talked about two different things that I want to get into. Okay, okay. So let's start, let's finish the, the thought on the th- the 3D. I'm curious, Josh, did you see it in 3D? No, I opted out of all of that. I just wanted to see it as a
3: flat movie. Um, <laughs> Which is generally my generally my impulse. I'd rather see it that way. I mean, IMAX is one thing, but I but I went that way, and I I mean it. Lo- I thought it looked amazing. Okay, good. Um, I was actually going to bring bring up if you guys saw it in 3D because I I felt like I was in the world. I felt it was so specific, not just because it was small, but like literally see like the, the you know seeing what lint. How yeah. lint plays a part, you know, when you're tightly just floating in the air or, you yeah. know, dander, you know. <laughs> I, I thought it was really like a lot of attention to it and it looked amazing. I thought
2: I, I saw it in IMAX 3D and I thought the 3D was incredible. I did not think it was gimmicky. I don't remember any real gimmicky 3D. I thought it was used very well. Maybe
1: that's better. And it
2: reminded me why I really think 3D is the future of movies. If they can get the clarity. Of some of the higher resolutions, because they lose the only thing I hate with 3D, and the Ooh, reason I know the answer. Do you want to go ahead and, and restate my rant?
1: I will. I'll re- restate your rant. It's only because I work with you, and I know what it is. Uh-huh. It's so dark.
2: It is. You put those glasses <laughs> on, and
3: the screen gets so dark. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's part of the reason I opt out of it. I don't want to miss stuff.
2: That's exactly right. And you know, watching uh, Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, I guess I should say in HDR 3D or HFR 3D, high frame rate. Uh, the light comes through so much better when there are more frames per second. It reminded me, you know, the beauty that 3D really could be. And I would look at a movie like this and I'm like, oh, I wish it was, you know, high frame rate. You know, I wish it was, you know, could take advantage of that and you could see it even clearer. And um, I do think that is the future. Uh, but I think I would prefer just flat in general unless it's IMAX. Mm. Uh, the the size of the screen yeah. kind of makes up for what you might lose in the lighting. those kind of things because that was the
1: final of one part then I went into two little bunny trolls at the same time so what was the other part the
2: second part that you brought up was the honey I shrunk the kids nostalgia and just the shrinking thing I wanted to talk about this when was the last time we got a great shrinking movie like, it seems like, I just, I'm Seriously. not kidding. I'm not kidding. This is such a. I like that you throw, Honey I show the kids in there as like a given as a great. <laughs>
1: <shink> <laughs> or, Dude, it was, it was amazing. Or
2: Fantastic Voyage or whatever they you might say. They slept in a Lego. Or,
1: uh, I mean, that was awesome. Well, Inner, I, space, in, inner
2: space. Inner Space was, inner was a great Space
1: was good. Could was be,
2: um, but I just think of, that is such a, I, for that reason, I think the movie felt extra fresh to me. Because the concept it was dealing with is one we haven't seen in a long time, and yeah. it seems simple, and it's something everybody thinks about—you know, changing—you know, sizes, larger, smaller, whatever. And by the way, the movie deals with both, and you know, that's great. But, um, but I just yeah, remember thinking, all these effects not only look great, they feel really fresh and oh, really man. innovative. You know, that's yeah. that
1: was so fun because you know you've got camera angles and you've got like um, you know there's like this whole other unexplored world when you're when you shrink things down and the way that the camera angles are a part of the story and the way that you are you're both in the world and you're also observing it so they do a really good job of zooming out while small so you can kind of see his proportions. Those are some of the
2: best parts of the movie. Some of the funniest parts of the movie too are where you're in this, you know, yeah. small in this huge world, and they zoom out, and you realize how tiny everything yeah. really is. Yeah, those are that's great.
3: That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like, um, um, that was that was probably Edgar. I feel like uh, the director really captured Edgar Wright's vision there. Like that is, mm-hmm. like that's classic Edgar Wright. You know, like the the epic struggle, and then you pull out, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a little,
0: a little flip on the map, of
3: whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that that I loved, and there was such a creativity to this movie that I was not expecting. I kind of went in expecting a, you know, all right, we've got Thor, we've got Iron Man, we've got Hulk, we've got all these guys, and they go in and they save the day, and then, and then I am like, okay, Ant Man, what is this going to be about? Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. it was a very, very pleasantly surprised that this well, movie for sure carries itself.
3: What was cool too? The director. I was just verifying some, uh, but uh, Peyton. Um, oh shoot, I, I want to say Peyton Reed. Now I don't remember. Yeah, it is Peyton Reed. Um, his resume is is straight comedies. Oh really? Like he does. Like he doesn't have a lot. Like there's not an action thing. He's got you know. Did um, you
1: did you have laugh out loud moments when you were in the theater, Josh? Uh, yes. You did, Aaron.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure there were those moments during this movie. And I think a lot of that, again, has to do with Paul Rudd, who really has this genius sense of comic timing to him and sensibility. Yeah. And we can go more into that maybe with spoilers. So, we can mention specific times. Who, he, he even ended up
3: on the, on the screenplay, too. And I'm sure that that's what like his contribution was. You think a you lot know, of that was improvised? I, I, Additional dialogue stuff. I don't know if it was improvised, but I bet it came from his brain. Well, yeah. But I, bet, I bet you watch the special features there's going to be some awesome uh, linoramas on this movie, so, I, would, I would guess.
1: What else has Paul Rudd done? Because I, I I remember his face. Like I've, I've seen him before, but I've definitely never seen him in like a central role before. So yeah. And that's partly because I don't watch a lot of movies until all of a sudden Sif Pop started to get popular.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> this well, is he's, new. Well, he's... Uh, He's from the uh, the uh, Apatow
2: gang. Judd Apatow did like uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Okay. Uh, then the sequel, This is 40. And, okay. you know, a lot of those movies.
3: So he's got, he was in, um, he had bigger parts and role models and I love you, man. And this is 40. See, I'm uh,
1: loving that Marvel would be willing to pluck somebody out that maybe hasn't had some big blockbuster showcase before. Yeah. And let him shine because he does do a good job. And there are, you know arguably there's several main characters in this film. It's not like he's carrying the whole thing by himself. Sure, know.
2: which is what I loved about it too. I did
1: too. I really it did too. It felt like
2: an ensemble piece a bit. Yeah. Uh, very much so. And let's let's talk about other highlights in the acting department. I'll start because I want to highlight uh Michael Peña, uh Peña, I should say. He was phenomenal. Who is that? Oh, the Hispanic friend. Oh. The,
1: he, Smiley.
2: <laughs> he was so great. And I love the fact, I've loved him for a while as an actor. In fact, uh, I fell in love with him um, with David Ayer's End, End of Watch. He is incredible in that movie. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Uh, gives the movie a lot of its gravitas and feel, and yet still has a little bit of his sense of humor in there, too. But here, he got a chance to play, you know, this this really interesting sidekick and he just lived in that space so perfectly you know it's yeah.
1: it's awesome to see a movie where you can tell that the people that are putting this together who are creating this world and bringing it to life are really having a good time and if they're not having a good time they're professional enough to hide it because
3: <laughs> if, yeah yeah <laughs>
1: you know if you were to ask me i would make an assumption that people were really enjoying themselves you know while making this film I would like to highlight, obviously, sidekick Evangeline Lily. Oh, my word. I love her already. She's got this special place inside of my mind. Because of Lost? Um, well, Lost is when I first kind of got to know her. And and then I, I've seen her in a couple of other things. But this is by far my favorite thing to see her and She does such a great job. Um, they did a great job with the complexity of her story without giving it too much time and really like soaping it up, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, which milking the movie, it too much. The movie
2: overall does a really good job with really that, good right? Job. It, yeah. it, it finds its depth even amongst all this humor. It finds yeah. its depth without living there to the detriment yeah. of the movie.
1: It doesn't really exploit too much of of any sort of genre. It's not right. dramatic too much. It's not this too much. It's a really nice blend. But for her particular character, she's very complex, and I thought that she nailed it. I thought she did a great job. What about you, Josh? Uh,
3: I thought she was great. Um, I, I, you know, I I liked. um, I I rolled my eyes whenever. Well, it's a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh When the ensemble was coming into full effect, Uh I rolled my eyes a little bit, but the payoff was was perfect. So I was I was happy o- overall. I, I do want to say I do want to give a shout out. I have a buddy that was in this movie, really, uh, in a smaller role. He he plays. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler, um, but basically, you know, what Michael Pena said. Character is like, "Hey, yeah, the the boss told me to come down here or whatever," and he's like, "I am the boss." That's and- your friend. And they get in a little fight, and he shows up in a, in a later fight scene as well. Yeah, that's that's my buddy Jesse James LeCourier. He's oh, from here. They cool. shot the movie in Atlanta, which is you know where most of the Nashville actors have to go to get work, <laughs> <laughs> because Georgia has a lovely incentive plan, and uh, Tennessee does not.
1: Wow, for, uh, for
2: filmmaking, yeah. That's so cool. anyway. So
3: I will give a special shout out to Jesse James. I thought he did a great job.
2: Very nice. I thought so too. How do how do we feel about uh, Hank Pym, um, Michael Douglas? Michael Keaton, I always keep this. Doug- Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas, they basically Sam Park. I love Kirk him. Douglas. I, which one is it?
3: I, he, um, I love him so much. I um, when I got home from watching Ant Man, I I put on the game because I was just oh, like, oh really like yeah, Douglas now. So I put in the game, which is like him at the top of his game. Well, I say that like he's he's always great. He's just a real like, you kind of take him for granted because he's just solid but he's kind of taking on a new like as he's older he's becoming the more the the patriarch type of john wayne type of character instead of the you know the young hero character um and i think he's like he feels like an actor that's kind of meant for everything he's ever done yeah i thought he was great
1: i thought he was great too I thought that they all worked really well together. And again, we are going to go into specifics in our spoiler section. That's something we're not going to be doing live so we don't ruin it for anybody. But if you want to subscribe to Shoe the Dough uh, in your Stitchers or iTunes, then you can hear the spoiler podcast whenever you want.
3: Uh, What's the the bad bad guy's name who's uh, in the first season of um, House Cards? Are
1: we talking about Creepy Bald Guy? creepy bald yeah. guy did a good job let's just
3: <laughs> cory stall yeah cory stall that guy I, I in house of cards i thought he was awesome and he's he keeps popping up and uh, you know these little things and this and could a be a breakout bit- for him this was great Maybe. he was in um um what's the, oh shoot the indie dramedy with jason bateman and tina fey that came out um oh you yeah 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 he played the older brother. I thought he was great. Like, he's been solid in everything he's done. And this one, I thought so, too. Like, there's a perfect level
2: of melodrama. Yeah, You know who else and is... And
1: crazy? Yes. That
2: yes. He needed like, to there was... The part. Yes. And the darkness was in there.
1: I, that's why I was hoping... I
2: mean, you could see the evil in him. You yeah. You know, like, and he did a really good job at that. <laughs>
1: he did a good job yeah. of being, like, is he evil? Is he dumb? Is he really smart? You know, he did a great job of not giving a lot away. And maybe part of that was in the writing, too. You are experiencing him with totally fresh eyes, not knowing kind of what's going to be happening. And that really builds that tension of trying to understand, where is this guy going? How does he play into the whole plot? Sure.
3: Even a little bit of a heartbreak. Like, yeah. his character is kind of, like, just, you see the brokenness of him, too, which was, I thought, was nice. Yeah. Yep. No, it's good. I love
1: that. Uh, Aaron, you said darkness, and I do want to mention that there was a couple of parts in this movie that I was like, this is
2: dark. Well, that's one of the thing I wanted to go for before we, uh, to talk about together before we finish up, is I felt like this was uh, possibly the edgiest Marvel movie that, that they've put out. Like the the language was kind of. There was a lot more cussing in this one, yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, I felt like there was more cussing. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, um, I don't know if it's a spoiler to say, but so, some of the um, d- disposing of people yeah
1: experimenting experimenting the scientific experiments involve some pretty okay hold on a second this is not going to be a spoiler i promise but you know anytime that they want to introduce some sort of like gross gooey thing you know you most of the time i don't get grossed out by that stuff because it just you know is either over the top or it's green and glowing and you can just sort of like Mm -hmm. they did a really good job of grossing me out (laughs)
3: like this is a little gross it was
1: but but and literally a little gross like (laughs) <laughs> they did a lot with a little bit. Uh-huh. And I'm just like and you could hear the audience go, Ew. "Yeah."
3: <laughs> like You know, and I think that um uh Yellowjack uh, uh Corey Stahl, I like he like he made it grosser by absolutely. the way. Absolutely. oh way yeah. he handled it. Like yeah. not even oh. just like what the direction
2: I, but like his character. Oh. I was, was like, "Oh, that's so." Was, <laughs> I yeah. wonder if part of that is is uh the residuals of Edgar Wright as well because I know he, you know, Lives on kind of that edgier plane in a lot of ways. I would say yeah. though,
1: going into this film, like if you are expecting it to be, you know, like Captain America PG, you're going to be a little bit surprised. It definitely goes into a little bit edgier in, in interesting ways. Um, I mean, it's not like it's
2: not crude. No, it's not like. I mean, there are certainly uh, so many PG thirteen movies that push the Way line worse. further than this Way this worse. one does. I just it felt yeah. interesting to me, yeah, compared to other Marvel movies that you know, it's the more kind mature. Of, I, I thought so. Yeah, Josh, what did you think? Did you feel that at all, or, or even in hindsight?
3: I will be honest; I did not even notice the language. Um, and only thing because I, I watched it, I was like, I wonder if my seven year old could could appreciate this. Which is the way I've gone with all these movies, and so far, I'm like, no, not quite yet on any of them. You know, I think Captain America probably comes the closest, the first Captain. Although I think he would be bored by the first part of that movie. Um, so I didn't notice I, until the, until the gross stuff that you're talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not good because I, I didn't register the language. But I'm also like, I cuss like a sailor. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not true.
1: Uh. Sure. Whatever. All right, but well,
3: now but now that you say that, I'm like, Oh yeah, no, that that's that's true. Like yeah, they that's were, all
1: they were all a lot possible. more free with these characters being you know, that we live in a world where people express themselves using colorful language and the characters in this movie are those people. They're not trying to be offensive. You know, their cursing is sort of reactionary and ex- like ex- exciting, you know. So it seems like if if you believe that there is such a thing as appropriate cussing this would be it like it wasn't it wasn't something that was like a shock value thing I didn't feel so but I was aware of it differently than I have been in previous ones for sure
2: So let's do. uh, We like to finish our. It's about time to finish talking about Ant Man, non spoiler wise. Again, if you want to hear the the spoiler section, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Sift Pop. You can search for Sift Pop in iTunes or whatever podcast player you use. But let's finish by uh, with our one more thing. Uh, Each of us, uh, if there's one thing about the movie that you didn't get a chance to mention or you wanted to talk about, uh, give each of us one more thing to chat about. Denae, what's your one more thing?
1: Of what I, I don't want to spoil anything. Um. Ugh.
2: And maybe I don't feel like we've talked about a lot of the negatives, other than the the tone shift at the yeah. at the beginning. So you know, um, I think my one more thing will probably be a negative.
1: Um, this movie has my favorite first kiss I've ever seen. Is that okay to say?
2: Yeah, I just said it. Yeah, I think too late. That's fine. Can't take it back. Oh,
1: yeah. Can't take it back.
2: I agree. By the way, yeah, I loved that. Okay, loved that. Um, Josh, I- what's your what's your one more thing? Can be simple. Can be something to chat about. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do one more thing.
3: It is kind of a spoiler, but, um, there, there, the, the biggest cameo from the Marvel universe, it's not a cameo, the, but cause it actually plays mm-hmm. into it. I was not in love with the representation of that character, which is terrible to say right now without a spoiler. But <laughs> if I you want to know like, who I Josh is talking about, <laughs>
1: tune in for the spoilers.
3: <laughs> it's true. I didn't like the interaction because I thought he made somebody else look like an idiot, and that other character is not an idiot. So, all right.
1: Well, we will expound that on the spoilers. Yeah,
3: we'll sure. dig in later. I yeah. wish I had
2: something better that I could share. Oh, that's okay. About- Mine that's will the- also be expounded in the spoilers. Okay. Uh, so I won't get specific here. But my one more thing is, I felt like this movie telegraphed some major plot stuff a little too much for me. Um, oh, I really? Fe- I felt like there was some stuff that it did not trust the audience enough to 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 see into.
1: Okay. And, no. I,
2: and I and I have a major specific that I will get to in, in the spoilers, but I, I, there is that element of this movie where I'm like, can you just trust me as an audience member to get it without you know continually reminding me where you're going and and what it's going to be? So. Um, so that was what you know. Another small negative I had with the film. Did either of sure. you sense that at all? Uh, I,
3: yeah, a little bit. But I, but I felt like it was, it was following the model because it, it's follow. It's following a model, and I thought there were times, you know, like we talked about, I had tried to cloak it in that first act a bit, mm-hmm. but it was still following a model. So, like, I felt like a new. I, I always knew where it was going next. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of what you're saying. You have a specific. I did, can I say one more, one more thing?
2: <laughs> sure. It's also Sounds like Danae wants one more, one more thing, too. So, Well, mine's not really. A, mine's a spoiler. We'll talk about it. At All later. right. Danae, do you have one okay. more thing that's not a spoiler?
1: Uh, yes. If you watch this movie, I'm curious what you think. So message us and let us know. The credits, like the graphics design of the credits and the simplicity of the square around their name was gorgeous. Yeah. A lot of times I really love, you know, how they will be really creative in that time where we're we're all lingering around to see if there's extras. And there is an extra in this one you do want to stick around through. A double. Uh, There's two of them. There's yeah, there's two there's two of those little, those. uh, little extras there. So but so you're watching, you know, all these names go by, but the way that they did with there was like a red background and they were sort of zooming in and they were looking at these ads. Did you notice the and,
2: text by the names? Too? And it kept zooming
1: in. And zo- so it's showing how small the magnification, the magnification yeah. by the names. Oh man, I love good graphics design. And that was so clean. Cool. I don't know. That's one of the things. Anytime that they're zooming in, there's a couple cool zooming in parts of this movie where, you know, we're, we're really going into our universe. There's one in the film that we don't want to talk about. Uh, but this particular one at the end if you like graphics design, I think you're just going to like salivate when you get to that part.
2: You know what I love about that is that's a shout out to somebody who probably doesn't get a lot of attention. You know, right. somebody who's designing sure. those, those things. I love those parts. You, you, those are the things that remind me how many people it really takes. I can't even to, imagine. To do something like this. And honestly, I say somebody. I, some buddies. Who yeah. are responsible yeah, sure. for that. You know, there's probably a huge crew oh, that were just responsible for those in, uh, you know, credits.
1: The whole time I'm just like, oh, I want to know who did this because <laughs> I want you to design my website.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool. Well, You're I
2: try to get you a deal. Probably,
1: <laughs> well, there you go. All
2: right. Uh, let's go out of 10 Danae.
1: Cool. What? what? Out of 10. Out of 10.
2: Yeah. Ant-Man. How many out of 10?
1: Oh, um. Can
2: you sing Over the Rainbow? 10 Whoa. Out of 10. Wow. 10 out of 10. I
1: really liked it. Now, wow. again, I am sorry. I'm terrible with numbers and rankings and things. So I know. That's ask, always fun. Ask me tomorrow and it might be a two, but right now
2: I'm loving it. It won't be a two. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Josh, what do you think out of 10?
3: Uh, for the summer, uh, so far, I would give it an 8.5. Overall in
2: my life, probably a high six or a seven. Okay. Interesting. A double comparison there. Uh, I probably, I probably go with the, um, eight and a half range. That's probably where I'd land.
1: Well, so. with that said, congratulations, Ant-Man, you're going to the next <laughs> round. <laughs>
2: of what we can't
1: tell you. Uh,
2: uh, all right. Talk a little bit about, uh, about Patreon and kind of what we do there, Danae, if you don't mind.
1: Don't mind at all. So Patreon is a website, dot com slash Aaron and Danae. Here, I should give you some music. Oh, Okay.
2: Ooh, that's good. We got it, Josh. <laughs> we got it, Josh. <laughs> got it, Josh. You, All right, <laughs> I thought
1: that was my cue. That's it. It's okay. You let it
2: was me know
3: good. when I'm supposed to pop in and, do, <laughs> and sing to the theme tune.
1: Awesome. So, patreon.com is where our supporters go to make this show possible. You're basically supporting Studio DNA and the things that come out of the studio. Right now, our main project is what you're listening to now Shoe the Dough, live or later. You can listen live on Mixler or later on the podcast. And if you would consider giving even just a dollar a month, all of our patrons get extra. Every single time we do a show, we actually do extra audio that only our patrons get to hear.
2: And checking out what we're checking out now, I think it's safe to say our uh, third segment will be our bonus for this. We're going to talk Comic-Con. Uh, so, that'll probably be the bonus section for our patrons, will be our discussion on news that came out of Comic-Con.
1: So, that's Patreon. You can go there and you can see our overall huge goals that we have for the studio, including going three days a week. In fact, that's next. 50 more dollars a month as of the recording of this show today, and we will be going live three days a week.
2: And just another mm-hmm. reminder, another reminder, when you uh, support a percentage of your support, is going to help rescue um, underage um,
1: children, in Cambodia. children in
2: Cambodia in the sex trafficking uh, business through our friend, Brendan. Yeah. So. If you
1: haven't had a chance yet, listen to our human trafficking um, episode that we did um, on Tuesday, and you'll hear more about our connection with this organization. Um, it was pretty powerful stuff. So
2: Patreon.com slash... Aaron and Danae, or you can just go to Aaron and click around there. And thank you so much for your support. We really could not do this without you. So let's move on to number two. Topic number two. Dos, dos. Into the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Josh. Sorry, we're, not, we're not talking right. about feces. But
1: thankfully, right. we've, we've gone and talked about feces again. <laughs> it's, it's a common recurring theme in our show. Josh, what is Every
2: your... time you say number two...
3: <laughs> Josh,
2: w- Josh, what is your feces thesis for today? Oh, goodness. Um... Hey, hey, everyone, everybody poops. That is, that is... Everybody I poops. I guess true. I guess that is probably true. Although Sometimes. I hesitate to think about it. All right. So we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Robot, a uh, TV show on USA Network, and brand new show. I think there are four episodes. Uh, I think Josh and I have seen the first three. Denise seen about one and a half-ish, some somewhere around there. Uh, this is about a, a hacker and kind of him... Uh, This is a computer
1: hacker, not someone with a lung problem Thank
2: you, thank you for the clarification (laughs) No problem Or like a hatchet murderer
1: (laughs) Thank you, yes, yes, clarification up front, super important
2: So I think that's as simple as it needs to be without getting into too many details But I would love to know what you guys thought about Mr. Robot Josh, let's start with you Um, Well, I'll tell you what, I saw the trailers, everything heading up to it And I was
3: like, eh, we'll see and I just I let it slip past me because I did. I wasn't really interested. I think it was a combination of not being clear on what it was and it being on the USA Network. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like shrugged it off until you were like, "Hey, let's talk about this. Watch these." And I gotta say, the first episode was so compelling. Like I loved it. Um, I and I've enjoyed it since then. Although um, I feel like. It kind of is the re- so far it's been kind of the reverse of most TV shows, and that the pilot is always terrible and then it grows into itself. And I thought this show, The Pilot Out of the Shoot, was just like it had me, and part of that because I, I didn't know what it was about. Um, it's yeah. still, it was still good. The following episodes I still enjoyed, and I like watching things unravel. But that first one was like it was just a really powerful,
2: yeah, makes it makes you, th-
3: it, makes you th- it made me think about like. You know, well, all the stuff I want you to think about—real things.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's it made all I'll d- say now. Go ahead. We'll talk it me, more. But go it ahead. made me feel real feelings and think real thoughts. Uh, Danae, what about you?
1: Ah, uh, same, same. Actually, as you, Josh, I saw the previews going into it. it was like, I eh, probably won't watch that. So then, of course, for this show, I did. The, the trailer was very interesting. It's like jam-packed with curious things about a curious person. They've like really built this character to be somebody that has mystery trailer or
2: pilot you said trailer i don't know
1: sorry pilot pilot okay that's what i thought
2: you meant yeah Yeah, yeah. thank you no no no, i just wanted to clarify
1: so um yeah he it drew me in because i'm like What is going on? Like you know, it's like oh, hacker story, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. But the complexity of this person is what's making it interesting for me.
2: I am so glad you guys had the same experience I did. I really wanted to talk about this show with you, uh, and right down to the fact that I blew it off until somebody told me I had to see it. You know, it was it's it's one of those shows that for whatever reason just doesn't catch you in its marketing, but it is. I mean, within the first fifty, the first scene of this pilot was as compelling as many movies I've seen this year. Like, you know, yeah. and it was just and it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the show, really at all. It just sets up the nope. character and kind of what he does and I was just I was like, "Wow, this is this is powerful, this is intense." And I thought the pilot was great. I've enjoyed um maybe even more than the way you're talking, Josh. I think I've even enjoyed the later episodes maybe more than you. I think it's kind of continuing to draw me in. I think what's happening now is for me is I'm locking into the deeper story arcs as opposed to just the
1: characters. The characters surface. and
2: periphery and the surface sure. stuff. Sure. And uh, and so that feels a little deeper and not as like adrenaline rush. You know, there's that adrenaline rush of realizing things and realizing who a character is sure. and then there's the, you know, kind of the deeper move of going into the, you know, the stories. What?
3: I don't think my. Um, I like the pilot. I mean, I still like it, like I said. But I don't. I don't think the reason that it, it might have buried for me is because it wasn't still quality. I think it's just it's it's as it grows into itself. I'm realizing it's a lot darker show than even the pilot suggested, and I think that's the part that's like. It, and it's still really good, and I'll keep watching it. But it's it's getting darker. Yeah, that's so not getting worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's oh, just, sure, it's, sure. Just, it's 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 growing and which is the way to do it. Like I, I think if you would have launched into some of that stuff with the pilot, it might be too much too
2: much for some people, but That's... they are just kind of growing into it. Speaking of too much for some people, when did USA change their standards and practices? Like on butts? <laughs> well so, uh, on and on language too, well, you know. Oh, sure, yeah. That's...
3: There's a lot of language and a lot of
2: butts in this movie. <laughs> there this is
1: nudity, drug use, um like it's a very dark I, I it
2: really surprised because I didn't realize like I knew obviously pay cable has you know done that kind of stuff for a long time, and it's not as, it's not as sure. extreme as HBO or Showtime well, will do, but
3: and I've heard that language on like Comedy Central and like AMC and stuff, but we've, even we've AMC, even uh, AMC
2: uh, usually bleeps the f-bomb and they didn't even there were like two f-bombs oh. in the pilot, and I was like, I didn't know they did that.
1: Yeah, it's a surprising – so the whole premise of this show is, you know, this – so far from what I can tell is, you know, the, this perspective of what what's going on in this hacker's life. And I love that they have a broken character because, you know, we've all been watching shows where there's happy, bubbly characters and then they build in some complexity and a broken storyline later. But this one starts right out the gate with this really complicated, depressed, sad drug addicted guy like Uh who can't sleep and i will tell you if you don't like buggy eyes do not watch this show (laughs) because the whole like first the whole pilot is just people with these huge (laughs) big uh, yes like they're huge i mean they're like and you can see the white around his pupils and, and he won't blink
2: I, I, mean, should, I should know his name. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. He's great, I, I don't by the way. It. I was going to say. He's I, great. He is so good as this character. And I have seen him in other things before. He was in. Uh, I've only seen him in comedy.
1: And then he pans over and there's a girl and she's got huge buggy eyes. <laughs> it's like, why does everybody have these huge, big, buggy eyes? Yeah,
2: there's a movie about know, it recently very, called Big Eyes. Um, it's very, very well, distracting
1: thing. at first. <laughs>
2: I think he's great, and I think uh, Ra- Rami Rami Malik Malik Rami yeah. Malik Rami Malik is I think is Rami his Malek. name. I saw him actually in the musical. What was the show about? Making the musical that was on for like a season and a half, and nobody watched it and it went away. But I, I watched it and I loved him in that too. Um, but
1: in, in the chat we have a a question sure, that says, "Who is the target audience for Mr. Robot?"
2: Yeah, great question. What do you think?
1: I'm thinking about my answer. I
2: adults,
3: obviously. I, yeah, I, 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 it, it feels like um, people oh, who yeah, that's I think a good
2: question. culturally progressive adults, like people who are you know concerned about yeah.
1: people who are concerned about media, about um, pop culture,
2: yeah, it, it, technology,
1: it like,
3: capitalism. It watches like a David Fincher. So, so it's kind of got a it's so it's got a House of Cards feel to it. Although it's the subject matters for younger people, so mature younger adults. Because
1: here we are, you know, this, this guy <laughs> he has like he's got something stuck in his craw against, you know, just anything that is superficial. He's searching for deep, meaningful life questions, and he's really upset with you know, this country that we live in, uh, the debt that we have to pay, that there's these corporate America that has been taken over. So if that kind of storyline is something that you either can get into, or if you like storyline, or if you like a a totally different kind of a show, maybe this would be something just to kind of check out and try. But it is, I mean, it is darker stuff.
2: Also, if you like a a full told story, i I to heard the I don't know that this is like out there fact but the rumor is that the creator of the show created a you know whatever it is an eight episode story and the reason it's on USA is because everywhere else he went they said we need you to make it so you can do a season two and you know not stick to this. and he just said no so it's said, like
1: gonna be one season so, well
2: I don't know but he just said no I want to tell the story I want to tell and so it, yeah. it ended up on USA so um that excites me i like that when you know somebody has a vision like that and i'm excited to see where it goes
1: i do like too that right right now at least as far as i can tell you know there's these stories where you've got a you've got a person that is makes a decision that changes the course of their life and i've had those moments in my life where i feel like i've made a choice and then everything kind of shifts afterwards this is kind of like that which you're like oh now you're in it you know how are you going to get out of this how are you going to work your way through this you made a choice back here maybe like everything might be different had you done one thing differently or you know what I'm saying so Mm. I kind of like stories like that where you begin to see how when you make a choice it has a consequence and sometimes even though you just do one little thing it has massive impact so I am kind of enjoying that too but again I'm only like pilot and then three-quarters of the way into the second episode. So I don't know if that continues with what you guys have been seeing.
2: Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing I love. This show, one of the things I love, I should say, it does right what so many other shows or even movies do wrong. Um, I think of, for instance, the way it uses voiceover is beautiful because there's a, yeah. meta, there's a meta aspect to it where it actually could be, you know, voiceover in his head. Uh, the way he used, I mean, it's just, that's really brilliant. And it gives you the information you need and tells the story. Uh, it gets right about a hacker movie. What every other hacker movie gets wrong. The computer terminals are correct. The, you know, it's a lot of very specific websites and, you know, logo and they have somebody on staff, maybe somebody's on staff. That are making sure they get that stuff right, and you can who work for Anonymous. Yeah, basically, (laughs) right.
1: Maybe I'm curious what you guys think about this. Um, So I'm into the second episode, and I'm noticing things now that I'm kind of looking back on Um, their musicality, like the music that they've chosen. I love their music. They're very clever. Uh, um, in progressing scenes in a totally different way than you usually see on a sitcom or something or or I guess this isn't really a sitcom but like a, t- a TV show they're using music that I really enjoy um, and they're being clever like you know we're listening to like I don't even think it was Frank Sinatra but there was a scene where well, it's a crooner
2: yeah there's yeah, we're listening like, to, like, this, like a Tony Bennett yeah. you know Frank Sinatra kind of thing yeah. and it's just really yeah, neat. Yeah. it
1: kind of takes you out of the moment in an interesting way and which is good because when you're watching some stuff that's real serious you know you're you can start to feel it in your own life, like you start to feel heavy yourself. So they're breaking that up, and I notice that they're using music really cleverly. Um, and then into the second uh, episode, I'm starting to realize how they're using their camera angles differently, um, where they're they're fine with having the main character on the far right of the screen, and even though seventy percent of what we're looking at is just the scene around them of the city, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the the director yeah. is okay with making that call because it's a cre. it's like a cre- the directors being creative and the writing staff is being creative and it's all just kind of very new well, and different
3: if it feels that's why I kind of compared it to fincher a little bit it feels really handcrafted and it makes sense if this is an eight episode story arc and that's it because it's not about like we got to get 24 episodes done this season so let's just get you know talking headshots or whatever like it's a handcrafted yeah lovingly prepared. You know, TV show like you find on the, the pay can- uh, channels or you find on Netflix or, you yeah. know, the, the streaming network and uh, USA is, you know, jumping in on this. And if this is their like their new direction, if they're getting away from, you know, all of the formula episodics and moving this way, like good for them.
1: Yeah. And they might be attracting other directors and other shows that are like, hey, you know, thank you for taking a chance on this. It's so different than what we're used to seeing
2: pretty incredible
1: there's another question we have in the chat um is the
2: voiceover better than dexter voiceover oh yeah oh for sure um
1: i haven't seen dexter did you watch dexter josh
2: i did not okay Okay. so this is on me (laughs) this one's on me (laughs) um the dexter voiceover is straightforward ex you know expository is that the right word sure um I thought maybe that's a way to take medicine. No, that's probably something else. No, that's um, a suppository. Oh suppository. Gross. Got it. Okay. Um so yes, the <laughs> the voiceover on Dexter is very suppository. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> 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 does that mean they're talking out of their butt is that what that means that's yeah. kind of what you're saying okay yeah so anyhow uh no it's just typical and this is different because it is the voices in his head and he's talking yeah. to us as if we are part of the show he's and
1: talking yeah you're really wondering like is he a psycho mm-hmm. like does he have multiple personalities it plays like, on, on that in different and it
2: plays on that in different areas of the show as well yeah. which is great and i love and always adds that element of tension uh, is it a is it a spoiler? I mean, it feels like you already said it, but since he's talking to us, like the how he talks to us, like
3: the how he references us, I as don't the, know. that was the
2: very first line in the in the show. He says, "Hello, yeah, he says, friend." Like, yeah, hey, hello, friend. You're the voices in, voices in my head, or whatever. Or he
3: we're says. the imaginary friend. I think that's yeah. like so inventive. Yeah, yeah It's whether weird. it's true or not. I mean, right.
1: And that's what we're to, not finding uh, out. Like we're so there's some fun mystery in this. They really keep it. They really keep that going.
2: Uh, I have one more thing I wanted to mention about this show that I love that it did that I don't see enough shows do very specific pop culture references like that feel very real and make the world feel full, you know, to see, you know, catching fire. You know the Hunger Games book in somebody's purse yeah. and talk about it specifically, or yeah. and, well,
1: it, and showing clips from you know things that are happening right now yeah, on like television, Bill Cosby,
2: or yes. you know, I mean, just yes. this show seemed to have such a great and some of that has to be post. Some of that has to be you know say sure. okay, we'll hold until it's released and put because it's so current and it feels so real.
1: Yeah, the things that this guy is angry about in society, mm-hmm. the superficiality of our society, they are referencing that as pop culture in the show.
2: And even just there there's I mean, it's throughout the show, but there's this one speech he gives, uh, I think, when he's at the therapist's office and he's in his own head and he's, you know, that was in the his, trailer. It, that was in the pilot.
1: No, the, the trailers.
2: Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And it just references all this, you know, pop yeah. culture stuff. And it's I just oh. like a montage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would say. So, uh, should we go around and say whether you'd recommend it or not? I mean, I think we probably could Yeah. Assume. Tell me.
2: Tell me if I, I think I can tell we all liked it. Are you going to stick with it? Do you recommend it? Both of those things. Uh, Danae, what do you think?
1: I think I probably will stick with it until it goes maybe if it goes a little bit too far. I don't personally mind um, its tasteful nudity, I guess I would say. Like so far. Yeah, you know so the- far. <laughs> I gotta say and maybe is, this is episode
3: three it gets a little bit weird?
1: Okay. Um, it's not it's not might be debatable
3: true. to some people how like, tasteful I'm not, it is. I'm
1: not offended by people's nudity. I get offended by how it's presented. So it'll be it'll be interesting because I don't I I'm curious if it's gonna be like I have
2: to tell you, I and maybe this is just because I'm the movie critic that goes to three movies every week and all, there's always one of them with a bunch of nudity in it. Like it's just like I did not even think it was that bad in it Mr. Robot. It was just Robot. shocking
1: I didn't just, expect it. Okay. I didn't expect to like in the pilot, a and,
3: USA Network TV show. I didn't
1: expect that. Uh, yeah, and that maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. It's just like I wasn't expecting there to be, you know, like a full body shot. You know,
2: sure. From, it's not from the if side, It was on HBO. From nothing. the side. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, if if they if they continue to do things in a artful way that I can appreciate, then I, I'm in. Even if it gets into some deeper stuff, um, even if there's some you know cussing and drug use things like that, I don't mind watching that. Um, so I think I'll stick with it. Whether I would recommend it or not, I don't know how I would recommend it to uh, like a broad audience. I think I probably would recommend it to people who I know are really passionate about topics like this or really like the kind of shows that throw a lot of information at you. This is a very in- like intelligent show in that there's always conversation happening, whether it's in his head or on the screen or moving through things pretty quickly. So I think it takes a specific kind of person to really dig into it personally.
2: Josh? Josh? Uh, pretty much the
3: same. I'll I'll keep watching it. Um, but I I'm I'll be selective about who I would recommend it to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I but, I, 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 but I I think it's good enough to recommend. I just want to, you know,
2: be careful with some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's as if it's as if we all live in a a, a Christian culture where some people you know they can't. I wouldn't recommend
1: with- this to hardly any of my Christian friends unless unless I knew that they really enjoyed. Like, yeah. That they don't get offended by stuff like this. Sure. I think a lot of people would probably get offended. Well, and pretty you know your friend,
2: and that's kind of what's the nice thing is you know your friends too, and that's what makes recommendations personal, right? You know, you know, different people's lines and kind of where they draw those. You've had those conversations. Do you know and so, though, I just
1: thought of this though? Sure. I feel like maybe one of the, the reasons that this show is, uh, you know, out there and picked up is because it is posing a lot of really interesting questions about. What are we okay with in our society? Like, what do we choose to turn a blind eye to that is like a cancer on our society? So, you know, maybe that's a fun thing to have a conversation with some people about. But this is like a shock value way of going about it. So if I wanted to shock somebody, I'd be like, hey, watch this show. But if I wanted to have like a conversation where we're warming into these topics – This is not where I would start.
2: I should also say if you need a show that has uh, very clearly drawn good guys and bad guys, um, this isn't that show either. I I still don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are. And all I know is we're supposed to follow this hacker's journey in figuring that out. Um, and that's you know that's interesting to me, so yeah. yeah, I love that I love that part of it. yeah, for sure. All right, well, we've barely got uh, just a little time here to quickly do our buried treasure. Uh, every week we like to pick one thing we want to know let you know about that you may not have heard about in the area of pop culture. Uh, so Josh, let's start with you. What's your buried treasure? All right, well, it's not a specific website or anything.
3: It's a subculture and for people in this subculture, like it's not buried treasure, this is just like how they live. But um, for a couple of years I've been very interested in um, custom modding nerf guns and, and toy <laughs> guns and nice. squirt guns it is I mean it started out just like looking at a lot of images online I, you know I, I, I started searching steampunk you know it actually started because from working on our projects you know like a cheap way to make a a space gun for a, you know, a sci-fi sketch is to take a gun and repaint it. And yeah. what's going on, like it is, it is so extreme, this culture, like what they create. And, um, there's differently like aspects of it, of, you know, the actual, the, the, the pure nerf mod people who take the nerf guns and, want to make sure they take them apart and they they release mechanisms so that it shoots further and more powerful and maybe hurts people and then they repaint (laughs) them and add scopes and weird things on them to people who are just doing it like as art or
2: to make them look
3: pretty and anyway it's super fascinating and and the side off of that is um customizing action figures in, in much the same way where you go oh man i wish i wish there was a mr robot action figure so they take uh, their action figure they've got they piece puzzle piece different aspects together and whoa. they create a whole new thing and they sell them or brag about them or take them to you know pinterest fairs or whatever but um anyway that's that's it i've uh, it's a fascinating culture i've done a couple of not full blown mods i've just done some paint jobs for you know projects and stuff and Um, it's, it's become fascinating enough that I have a whole collection of squirt guns that I want to do something with that I haven't done anything with yet.
2: So, so we, we have a chance to uh, see Josh on Skype. You don't necessarily have this. Are those them behind you? Yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull one out here for you. Oh my
1: goodness. Can you take a screenshot real quick?
2: Uh, How would I, how would I do that? Uh, take a picture. It's a button. Yeah. I'm going to turn it around so you don't Here. see that.
3: Wow! It's, not, it's just a paint job. So, so, I haven't done. What we're
1: looking at is a, a a really interesting, like fun, modified like gun. It looks like something steampunk. Like you've painted it, sort of like a patinaed brass and Ooh, silver.
3: Cool. Uh, yeah, it's got it's uh it's a
1: that's awesome. A Aaron- lot of <laughs>
3: a lot of um uh the modders will use uh, a paint called Rub and Buff. Rub which is buff. just a real simple, like it's uh, uh you, you you put it on a washcloth or whatever, and you just rub it on and you paint it on that way, and it gives it a, and then you buff it out as you do it. So, is, a cool t-
1: is it an expensive hobby? We had somebody in the chat want to know if it's an expensive hobby monster. Um,
3: attacks. no, the guns like most of the people who get the guns will get them from uh, thrift stores 99 cents a piece, and these are just like whatever. toy guns. Toy guns. Here's a, here's one I just have handy actually. So this is one you know that I would I haven't done anything with it obviously yet. So what you're but holding
1: you, is like a cobalt bright blue fun kid toy. It looks totally like something that you get in the kids section. Super bright colors.
3: Yes, okay. and you can find like 99 cents at thrift stores or even like little squirt guns at Walmart or whatever. And then here's you paint one, over them. Here's a little cheap one that I actually did do a little paint job on. Oh, that's cool. A little it, dark kind of found. But um, so yeah, you do that. So the rub and buff is, you know, they come in little bottles. They're not too expensive, <laughs> and and that's really all you need. And, you know, some uh, can of spray paint prime, primer, that's all you need to really start. You know, so maybe some maybe some screwdrivers if you want to pull your guns apart and really get uh, intricate with your paint job.
1: You should definitely send us some links in the email, like email links, so, so we can include it in the show notes. So for anybody who wants to see kind of like this subculture of nerf gun painting. Yeah. we can Very show cool. that
2: what about you danae what's your buried treasure
1: uh mine's gonna be about an app cool uh i as you guys know i love this app called band and in band there's all these like little groups you can join of people who like various topics and things like that and one of the main groups i'm in is a clash of clans group of course uh-huh and inside there people will post like these videos of them playing clash of clans uh like how to do specific attack strategies and things like this and i'm like how are they recording these <laughs> so what was, so i found out just through you know this organization through the people on band there's an app called mo or mo i'm not sure to say it m-o-b-i-z-e-n and it is a free app that records the screen of your smartphone so, and you don't have to you don't have to jailbreak your phone, or you don't have to root your phone if it's an if it's an Android. Um, it is totally free. You have to kind of link it up. It's not too complicated. It does have a watermark that doesn't go away. So, if you're wanting to have a clean kind of surface, I. I think Aaron and I were trying to figure out if we could buy like a pro version that didn't have it. but
2: They don't They don't have a pro version. They don't have a pro there version. There are other software you could pay for, but most of them you have to actually be USB tethered to a computer.
1: Yeah, this one you don't. You can just like click on it and you can record your screen. So whether you're wanting to show somebody how to use a program or you're wanting to do something like with Clash of Clans or whatever, I just thought I'd pass it along because it's a pretty smooth app and it works really well from what i can tell
2: also just another great reminder i'll just put it out there snapchat doesn't go away after seven seconds I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, it's just another That's reminder true. to be careful. You know about what you're doing on your phones and yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So
1: I'll link that in the show notes for anybody who, for some reason, would be interested in having the ability to record your your phone screen.
2: Very cool. Uh, my buried treasure is that you can. It, maybe people have known this forever, and maybe somebody should have told me. Uh, I I don't. Uh, I'm not like an avid reader. Like always reading. But part of that has to do with I'm just never at the library to check out, you know, a new book and I just don't want to pay for new books, those kind of things. I didn't realize most libraries you can check stuff out onto your mobile devices. Like you don't have to step foot outside the house for free. You can download an Amazon, you know, Kindle version of almost any book that's out there if you connect it to your library account. And then and then you have it for a couple weeks.
1: Yes. And then it
2: goes back. It goes away.
1: Because on Kindle, you can loan out titles to people. And so you can loan digitally a title so it'll leave my Kindle and go to somebody else's mm-hmm. for like two weeks. And then whenever that two weeks line expires, it returns back to my device. So I, I bet that's how the – that's really cool.
2: I,
3: I also know that um, with my library, it lets you do that with movies.
2: Yes. Um, yep, Movies, audiobooks, all of the above are available. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because, for instance, I've got uh, – I wanted to reread uh, Jurassic Park and Lost World. And so I've got both of those and Jurassic Park has a hold on it. And it's interesting because they're only allowed to loan out so many. So it's almost like you're actually checking out a physical copy, even though obviously they could have as many people reading it as they wanted to, but that's kind of, you know, they keep it uh, in that way. So it's just interesting to me. And I think different libraries do use different programs. The one our library uses is called Overdrive. Uh, Ours
3: Ours is called Freegal.
2: Yeah, so different libraries use different ones. but I will something... say,
1: though, it does concern me a little bit because that's just one more reason that you don't need to leave your house.
2: <laughs> this is the long-term goal. <laughs> I have like, my work studio here, and you, now my library is you here. You don't
1: have to leave except what? to see movies.
3: Oh, you're talking about Aaron specifically. Yeah, yes. Aaron specifically.
2: Gotcha. <laughs> like,
1: he does not need to get out for hardly anything.
2: Please enable my hermit tendencies.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to this episode of Sift Pop. This is a Shoe the Dough podcast. If you... That was loud. I can't... Hello?
2: Hello? Just at the beginning. (laughs)
1: If you would like to subscribe just to the pop culture segment, Sif Pop, you can actually search for Sif Pop in iTunes or Stitcher, and we have a specific podcast feed just for that. Also, keep in mind that if you want to listen to the Ant-Man spoiler review, that will be up as well. Uh, We usually release those the day after we go live. We are live on Fridays at noon central with the Critic, the Geek, and the Girl. And then also consider checking out Just Shoe the Dough Proper on Tuesdays at noon when we go live for that show.
2: Uh, lots of fun. And if you want to check us uh, out, Aaron AaronAndDanae.com, you can check out my movie reviews at YourMovieFriend.com. Josh, what do you what do you have that you'd like to promote?
3: Um, well, of course, another reason is it's still going strong, um, although it is... Currently, also um, we're working on something top secret. So the the YouTube page looks a little bare, but we're still here. We're still doing stuff. Um, I love. So yeah, there you go. It's like top and, secret,
1: and one day you're gonna be like, secret revealed.
3: Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited. So stay tuned. Um, so yeah, there's that, and then of course um, the Jeff Durham Show, which is another show where you know that uh, I'm a part of that we're trying to get going. We've got season one online right now that you can watch at the JeffDurhamShow.com. Or go to Twitter for either one of those. Yeah, follow us
1: on Twitter, at Aaron and Danae. We tweet a lot back and forth. So if you want to get quick connections to the geeks and kind of those projects, you can kind of find them through that too.
2: So we'll be back next week. I think Captain Logan's going to be joining us back for some talk on Pixels as well as some other stuff on Sift Pop. And, of course, we'll be back on Tuesday to talk Shoe the Dough. But thanks for joining us, whether it be live or later. We always look forward to it and glad to have you along.